Hey guys, welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism. Guess what? <laughs> We're seeing SZA next week. Actually, this week. Yeah, this week. We are so freaking excited. We are flying to Chicago and then I'm piggybacking that trip to New Orleans. I'm so excited. But I'm going back to Denver, but it's going to be so freaking fun. Like I have always wanted to fly somewhere for, for a, concert. a concert. Yeah. And the fact that you even got these tickets for us, we're lucky. We they were very expensive, but we got them at like a good price. I got them right before they sold out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're excited. I've never been to Chicago. Ken's has talked about Chicago like a few times on the pod. So you guys all know, like we've said, oh, I want to go someday. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to go with Ken's. And we're just gonna have so much fun. Of course, we're seeing our girl SZA, SOS. So freaking excited. I can't wait to scream Kill Bill. I really can't. I'm so excited. Um, (sighs) Yes, so we're very excited. Um, That being said, we're getting into our obsessions. And I want to go first. Is that okay? Yeah. So, guys, I'm starting this new thing called – well, okay. So, instead of saying OMG, you say (laughs) OM Squee. And I really want to get this going. I want everyone to be saying it. And you can also just say squee as, like, an abbreviation. So, like, if I were just to say, like, squee, then it would be, like, oh, OMG. But, like, it's OM squee. So, like, I just, when we were just talking about SZA, I just wanted to say OM squee. Okay. I'm going to be honest. It's not <laughs> sticking to me yet. Um, I've been saying this for, like, five <laughs> days now. And nobody is sticking with it. <laughs> I will try it for you. But, like, the thing is, like, I say it out of habit now. I'm not even, like, trying to make it happen, you know? Like, it's happening for me. Stop trying to make it happen. It's (laughs) not going to happen. (laughs) Okay. But, anyways, I want everyone to start using OM Squeeze, so. I just feel like a hamster if I say it. (laughs) Like, I just imagine a little hamster in a ball. So, that's why it's not sticking, but I'll try. Okay. Well, I want everyone to repost this episode on your story and say oh i'm squee this is the best episode i've ever heard can you spell that for us it's o like capital o capital m and capital s capital s with then the lowercase q u e e e okay so three three e's yeah so o m s is capital and then the the rest of like qui i guess Sounds weird. Um, is lowercase. So repost that, put it on your story, and I'll be so happy. Okay. That's my obsession. I What's will yours? just for you. <laughs> my you. obsession is this glute work that has – literally, I did it today. I've done it like three or four times now. Mm-hmm. Today, I did it. I had the best workout of my life. Wow. I felt like my highest self, truly, Ooh. and it wore me out. I'm still tired, but I really think my butt's getting bigger. Yeah, <laughs> maybe good. that's a placebo, but hey, no, it's motivating it, it's me. It's gotta be. It's motivating me. Yeah. So that is really good. Yeah, and I really just want to go to the gym all the time because, like, we talked about this. Like, when you like see results, you're like, I really just want to keep going because uh-huh. it also feels so good. Yeah. Like it truly is like a really great way for like to do self care. Yeah. So I really once want... you make it like part of your routine. Yeah, and it's like non negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first like two weeks is kind of rough because you're still getting into that new sheet, new routine with your working out. But once you get past that, 
and you see results, it's really nice. Yeah. And like you feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just really want a different schedule so I can work. Like we could work out together yeah. after work, but that's coming for me. I know the universe has that in store. We're going to be on our workout grind together again. Cause like we, we on like Friday night or like on a weekend, like we can work out together mm-hmm. and it's so much fun. Like we don't do the same workout, Mm-mm. but it's, it's just nice to go with somebody. It's nice to go with someone. And if you had a different schedule, we could do, like, once a week, like, the same workout. You know, like, it's nice. Like, yeah. I like doing the same workouts as Tyler and switching off. Like, we both have our headphones in, blasting. Like, we're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But – which is surprising for me because normally – Because you love to talk. <laughs> but, yeah, um, drop your workout on the story. Okay. No credit to me. I got it from TikTok. Yeah. But I'll share it with you guys. It's yeah. really good. Share it. For sure. I okay. want to do it. Okay, I'll put OM Squee with it too. OM Squee! <laughs> like, OM Squee, this is my glute workout. <laughs> okay, you guys, Haley's doing the feminist highlight this week for the first time in Real Talk About Feminism History. So, take it away. It's been almost two years, and I've never done a fem high. <laughs> um, so, I'm really excited for this. Um, I said, like, a few, episode, a few episodes ago, or maybe it was last week. It was episode. last week. Um, yeah, I said that I wanted to do the feminist highlight. So, Ken says graciously giving me this opportunity. So, um, I am highlighting our feminist highlight today (laughs) is Corazon C. Aquino. And she, it was the first female president of the Philippines. So this is a little shout out to Tyler because he's Filipino. So of course I had to highlight my, my girl. Um, so she's actually really amazing. Like I said, she was the first female president of the Philippines. Um, and this is all coming from the great words from wise women book that Kent has been referencing. Um, so before she came, the, became the first female president, there was a super long dictatorship and she was the first one to restore democratic rule in the Philippines. So that's crazy. Cause like the Mm -hmm. dictator like randomly called for like an election and she won against. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So she won. Um, She did a lot for the country. People called her the mother of Philippine democracy because, like, she was this face of hope after this long dictatorship. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. And um, she actually, after she died, she her son became the president. So he kind of like carried on her legacy. That's so cool. Yeah. So she was a really good role model and example to him. And she also was the president of the Philippines from 1986 to 1992. And she stepped down in 1992. Okay. So. That's a long time to serve, though. It was a long time. And, yeah, she did a lot of great work. And, obviously, like, they call her the mother of Philippine democracy. So she did a lot of great work, restored democracy in the Philippines. And so that is Corazon C. Aquino. Well, thanks for doing that. That was great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Thanks. So, yeah, that's our feminist highlight. Now we're going to get into the episode. That was fun. I like doing it. (laughs) Feel free to do it more often. (laughs) Okay, you guys, we are giving the men some recognition today. Yeah. We are really just putting them in the spotlight today. And not sure what they did to deserve this, but they did. So here we go. I actually think it's really important to realize, though, like, I actually like this topic because you don't have to be a female or a woman to be a feminist. Like, anybody can be a feminist because it's just about gender equality. Yeah. So um, if you didn't read the title, we are highlighting some male feminists today, some self-proclaimed male feminists. 
something interesting I want to bring up is when I Googled male feminists, this is what came up. It was all this stuff about meninists. Have you ever heard of that? No. So a meninist is somebody who feels it's a man, somebody who feels that men are oppressed by feminism and are victims of feminism. And then okay. the other term that kept getting thrown around when I Googled male feminists was mascu- masculinist. Masculinist. Yeah. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> Which is basically like just being an alpha male. It's Ew. like that typical like toxic masculinity like – like, <laughs> I don't know how so to ick. describe it. That is so ick. Yeah. So those were like the negatives. But I just wanted to point that out because I like had never heard of that. I just learned what an incel is. What is that? Oh. I might need to, like, Google the definition. Let me look up Urban Dictionary real quick. Hold on. Please hold while we look up a term on Google. Urban Dictionary incel. It's, like, men. Something else like sex. Oh, okay. Incel. Short for involuntary. Why can't I freaking read? Incel is short for involuntary celibate. Often built like a Discord mod. Probably uses Reddit. Gets no... Bees. <laughs> um, smells like Axe body spray and or BO. Plays Call of Duty. Wait, so it's someone who's celibate? <laughs> Somebody who's involuntary celibate. That's the whole thing. They're oh, mad oh, that they're okay, not getting okay, okay, laid, okay, okay. basically. I understand. Yes. So Urban Dictionary was just like doing like a stereotype. Okay. But that's funny. So yeah, I just learned what that is. But like there are like people out there who really feel oppressed by feminism, like men specifically. Well, reacting to hate comments. Yeah, that's pretty. There was obviously a lot of people. True. That really makes that point. Yeah. Okay, so first example of a self-proclaimed male feminist is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I had a crush on him for so long for I did some too. reason. I really did I too. I don't actually think he's that cute. He's not that cute. I had a crush on him when I first watched Inception when I was 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I thought he was so cute. Mm-hmm. And then he's also in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. That's what, why I liked him. But like, I think he was just kind of like a little it boy. I think he was just like our age. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was a little it boy. Yeah. Okay. So a few years ago, he made a video about being a feminist and he like, quote, came out as a feminist. He continues having discussions about feminism and gender equality through his website, hitrecord.org. He's quoted as saying, I do call myself a feminist. It's worth paying attention to the roles that are dictated to us and to realize that we don't have to fit into these roles. We can be anybody we want to be. So he's just speaking about like men and women. This goes for both men and women. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be 1950s homemakers. Yeah. And men don't have to be doing hard manual labor. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to fit into those boxes that society has designated for us. Yeah. And I checked out his website a little bit. It's really cool. He talks about a lot of different things, but he does continue to talk about gender equality today. Okay, so I really like what you said about how, like, we don't want to fit into the, like, 1950s housewife. Mm -hmm. But I think also, like, we always think, like, oh, women don't want to be like that anymore. But, like, also there's a lot of men that don't want to be, like – the one who's like out doing hard labor and like not raising the only the kids. one working yeah yeah and me and Tyler actually talk about this all the time like we want to be equal so mm-hmm. like we want both parents to be present in the kids lives and ra- both parents to raise them we want to both work and like contribute equally mm-hmm. and I think that that's a really important point because we always just focus on like no we don't want to be like 1950s housewives anymore but like a lot of men don't want to be 
1950s husbands anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because that's like kind of just like a given in society is like, yeah, the man's going to work more and like the woman primarily raises the kids in like a heterosexual relationship. So I do think it goes like not just for women, like men, you also can do what you want. Like if you want to be a stay at home and dad, if you want to be a stay at home dad, great for you. Mm -hmm. Like that's awesome. So yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, I totally agree. The next male highlight (laughs) is Eddie Vader. He's the lead singer of Pearl Jam. And in 1992, he said this quote, decide on the issues and vote male or female for this is not just a woman's issue. It's human rights. If it were a man's body and it was his destiny, we were deciding there would be no issue, not in today's male dominated society. Hmm. I thought that was so powerful. I was like, that really speaks to like the issues going on in this country and Roe v. Wade. Um, He's been an advocate for gender equality, especially ending violence against women for so many years now. And in 2015, when Pearl Jam did a show in Columbia, he took off his sweatshirt and his shirt underneath said, quote, for a Columbia free of violence against women. And the audience was so happy with this message. And yeah, I went on like a little deep dive. It was just so cool to see like the audience, like visible reactions to seeing that because they were going through, like, a really hard time during that. Yeah. And women were, like, targeted majorly. So I thought it was really cool that, like, such a high-up person, someone who's so popular, yeah, was speaking out against these issues. Yeah. And I, I really like how he said it's human rights. Yeah. No, it's all about, like, using your platform. Yeah. And obviously, like, him, Jorson <laughs> – Jorson. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, they, they both have platforms. And they don't have to use them, but, like, they are using them to proclaim themselves as feminists. And I really like that, like, mid-concert, he took that off and, like, he had this prepared, you know, like. Right. And something I just thought of, I really like how all these men that we're going to highlight, like, they are making it a point that feminism is not just for women. Like, it's gender equality. That is the basis behind modern-day feminism. Yeah. And so seeing all of these like well-respected, really successful men who are speaking out about these issues is so important, I think. Yeah. Because, you know what? Unfortunately, people don't always listen to women like us. Exactly. So when like men are talking about these important issues, I feel like that like gets more momentum going sometimes. Yeah. And it does make it more obvious that like it's not just women in the fight. It's mm-hmm. women and men. And it's about equality. And not making women better than men because that's always the counter argument. Like right. women just want to have more power than men, but it's about equality. Exactly. And so when these men can draw awareness to the fact that we're not equal, then haters will listen to it more because it's not women talking about it. Exactly. Which sucks. And you know, that's <laughs> part of the reason we're doing this podcast. But... Yeah. But it's great that they can use their platform. Right. I totally agree. Next one is Ian Summerholder. He's Damon from Vampire yes, Diaries. Yes, I know. I've never seen it, but I know who he is. Yeah. He is the creator of the Girls Impact the World Fim- Film Festival, where high school and college-age girls can submit their films about women's issues worldwide. Hmm. He's quoted by saying, Women can be wives, mothers, comedians, bioengineers, hackers, auto mechanics. The pressure should not be on fitting stereotypes and norms, but instead the pressure should be on launching yourself towards your true passions during the short time we have on the planet. 
He also told Shino's Magazine, While it seems pretty meta and grand in thinking, once we step back and really acknowledge the pointlessness of role stereotypes and the necessity of true passion, the world around us is liberated in every direction. And there's so much from that quote that I think can apply to more than just feminism. Like, if you don't feel like you fit the standard, like, binary male and female, Mm -hmm. like, and you don't feel like you fit in those roles that society has set up, you can be liberated by being yourself, like, once the world is more accepting of that. Yeah. And I just think it's really great how, like, he pointed out, like, women can be anything they want to be, but then he also did talk about how, like, men can be too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this one path set out for you. Just because you're a man or just because you're a woman. You have so many options. Yeah. I really like how you highlighted, like, if you don't fit into, like, the binary of men and women. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's so many other things that you can identify as or you can relate to. And so, yeah, like, it's all about acceptance Mm -hmm. and elevating voices that can show us that we can take a different path than, Mm -hmm. like, the traditional one that we see. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's so great about the world. Like we have so many more options than like our parents did. And imagine like what our kids will have. Yeah. I hope that the world will be a way more accepting place. Yeah. We can cross our fingers for that. But it is like it will be really cool to see like where this movement heads when we have kids. Yeah. And for the next generation. For sure. Our kids better listen to the podcast. They better freaking listen. <laughs> okay. Next one. Is our iconic Barack, Barack. President Obama, forever and always. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this, like when I was researching, researching, I was like, he was such a good president, and like, I don't, I didn't really like follow policy wise, but like, just him being the face of this country mm-hmm. was, it was so amazing to me. It was, and like going from him to Trump when it was so chaotic and scary, it's like and anxiety. He was, like, Trump is such a horrible person. Like, going from that shift was horrible. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, like, Michelle and their kids. Like, yeah, there's they just no did Barack so much. Michelle. There's not. Like, they just did so much for this country. Mm-hmm. And they still do. Like, everybody still accepted them. Okay, to be honest, also, like, Michelle was such a powerhouse. And yeah. we all know what she did. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I don't have no idea what Trump's wife did. And I also have no idea what Jill Biden is doing. Like, to be honest, maybe we should follow a little maybe we more. Should follow, but like what I'm saying is like Michelle was like such a powerhouse. Yeah. That's why yeah. we're obsessed with her and why she's coming on the podcast eventually. So if anyone has any connections, please connect us. Set us up. But yeah. Anyways, you can keep going with Barack. But yeah. we had to highlight Michelle. No, it's true. It's true. So in a 2016, okay, I'm going to quote a lot from Barack because like who can say it better than himself? Yeah. So in a 2016 interview, he said, Now, the most important people in my life have always been women. I was raised by a single mom who spent much of her career working to empower women in developing countries. I watched as my grandmother, who helped raise me, work her way up at a bank only to hit a glass ceiling. I've seen how Michelle has balanced the demands of a busy career and raising a family. Like many working mothers, she worried about the expectations and judgments of how she should handle the trade-offs, knowing that few people would question my choices. And the reality was that when our girls were young, I was often away from home serving in the state legislature while also juggling my teaching responsibilities as a law professor. I can look back now and see that while I helped out, it was usually on my schedule and on my terms. The burden disproportionately and unfairly fell on Michelle. A true king for yes, realizing, yes. like, I I can, like, feel from this quote, I think that he is wishing, like, he would have 
helped more Mm -hmm. and been able to because he said like it was always on my time but like Michelle was always there like he knows he wouldn't be where he is today without Without Michelle and he's also realizing that like he's was like raised by such powerful women Mm -hmm. and surrounded by powerful women so I'm gonna read this next quote too So I'd like to think that I've been pretty aware of the unique challenges women face. It's what has shaped my own feminism. But I also have to admit that when you're the father of two daughters, you become even more aware of how gender stereotypes pervade our society. You see see the subtle and not-so-subtle social cues transmitted through culture. You feel the enormous pressure girls are under to look and behave and even think a certain way. And then he continued and said, it is absolutely men's responsibility to fight sexism too. That's what 21st century feminism is about. The idea that when everybody is equal, we all, we are all more free. Yes. He ate. He truly did. Yes. Like, how better to sum up like modern day feminism mm-hmm. and is also so great to like hear him say like, yeah, I was raised by powerful women, but like after having two daughters and seeing like how I want to raise them and how society perceives them. Like, feminism is so important Mm -hmm. for men and women. Yeah. I love that. I have nothing to add. That was really great. (laughs) Okay. Moving on is Ashton Kutcher. He is very outspoken about his personal beliefs about feminism and has made it his priority to bring awareness to and fight sex trafficking. He's the co-founder of Thorn. And on their website, it says, like, their headline is, We Build Technology to Defend Children from Sexual Abuse. He has not only spoken up about women's sexual empowerment, but has also been an advocate of gender equality, and he has been quite vocal with his views. On International Women's Day on March 9, 2017, the What Happens in Vegas actor took to his Twitter account and spoke about his commitment to pushing for women's equality. His tweet said, hashtag Women's Day 2017. We have a long way to go to close the gender gap. I'm committed to push and will do much more. Actions louder than words. Ashton Kutcher not only supported women's rights and gender equality himself, but he has also urged others to unlearn their biases. He said, quote, if gender equality is not on your docket, go back to the drawing board and try, try, try again. That is really great. I think he's used his platform for a lot of good. I think so, too. And I specifically remember it was a few years ago, but like I remember seeing him on TV at some point talking about sex trafficking Mm -hmm. and he did not hold back like he was giving pretty like explicit details about like what it looks like Mm -hmm. and how horrible it is and like how much of a problem it is in this world yeah and like showing like this is why I'm doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because it's horrible and it needs to be fixed yeah okay the last male feminist that we want to highlight is Justin Baldoni the man himself he's Raphael from Jane the Virgin if you have not watched that show it's such a feel good show. Guys, that's my comfort show. I started rewatching it again. A Wait, I think ago. I need to rewatch. You need to rewatch. Yeah. Because every time at the end, I won't say anything, but like at the end of the first season, I'm a mess. Do you remember what happens? Yes. I'm such a mess. Also, are you Team Michael or Team Raphael? I have no idea. I have no idea. You've got to pick. Who uh, do you think is best for Jane? Uh, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Uh, it is really hard. What are you? I'm Team Michael. I was gonna say Michael. Yeah, it's so hard. But if I had to pick, it'd be Team Michael. It's so hard because like you love and hate both of them at uh-huh. different points. I always like I've rewatched it actually kind of recently, but I always stop at this one specific point that you uh-huh. know. Yeah. And I can never go past it, so I just need to fully rewatch it. Yeah. But okay, that was a sidetrack. So Justin Baldoni, um, he's raising his son and daughter to be feminists. 
And he gave a TED Talk in 2017 called I'm Done Trying to Be Man Enough. And he also co-hosts a podcast called The Man Enough Podcast. That's what his book is called too, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like his whole platform. And so um, on TED.com, they talk about this. They said, Justin Baldoni wants to start a dialogue with men about redefining masculinity to figure out ways to be not just good men, but good humans. In a warm, personal talk, he shares his efforts to reconcile who he is with who the world tells him a man should be. And he has a challenge for men, quote, see if you can use the same qualities that you feel like make you a man to go deeper. Baldoni says, your strength, your bravery, your toughness. Are you brave enough to be vulnerable? Are you strong enough to be sensitive? Are you confident enough to listen to the women in your life? I think his platform is really great for tearing down toxic masculinity. Yeah, for sure. Because he's such a good example of like a man that's secure enough in his own manhood Mm -hmm. to realize that like being a stereotypical man and feeding into toxic masculinity is doing so much harm. Yeah. And also like he's right. Like we look at strength, toughness, confidence as like manly things, but he's turning it around and saying like it takes strength to be brave Mm -hmm. and it takes strength to be sensitive, like, and confidence to look and see like the women that have shaped you. Right. So I really like that he's turning those things around and showing like they're actually really hard like it's Mm -hmm. hard to be a woman and to like be vulnerable be strong and all that stuff so I love that yeah why do I feel like we've had him on the podcast I don't know why but like I feel like I know him (laughs) oh honestly cool if we had him on there was an actor from Jane the Virgin that slid into our dms But it not in, like, a sexual way. Like, he slid in and was like, hey, I listened to this episode, and I thought this was really interesting and, like, talked about all this, like, all these points. And I responded. I was like, that's really helpful. Like, thank you for your advice or your input. And he liked the message. Who was it? Um, he was like, um, like a recurring extra. Okay, okay. But like, he was on. Jane That's the so cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So one day we'll get Justin Baldoni on. I just feel like we've already had him. We on. should just DM him this episode. Be like, you're highlighted. You're by highlighted. The way. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, those are our male feminists. Like you said at the beginning, I think it's really important to highlight, um, both men and women that are fighting for gender equality. Mm-hmm. And, and there's yeah. so many more too. Like these were just some of the ones that stood out to me who I've like seen being activists in the media, like growing up and stuff and who I like. So who we like. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that. If you guys like would like a part two on this or like have any male feminists that you want us to talk about, like DM us. Like we can we also can do, do feminist, feminist highlights yeah. for males. So yeah. yeah. With that being said, you guys, leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen. It really boosts our show. Um, subscribe to our email newsletter that is sent once a week. We will spam you. And share this episode with a friend if you found it enjoyable. We will be back next week. Bye, Have a good guys. week. Bye.